the not very nice and anatomically incorrect prophecies of O oh Lord, hear the server. For the prompt, furniture, household goods. Adjective issues by mortifying ideal, read by Jab. Crowley's flat was, well, there was no two ways about it. It was horrendous. Aziraphale knew his own tendencies when it came to interior decor erred on the cluttered side of things, and there were obvious and already experienced hazards that came with living in what amounted to a pile of kindling. But this polar opposite lifestyle of Crowley's really was taking the cake. He wasn't entirely against brutalism as an aesthetic. How could he be? when it had led to the Barbican's creation? There was a sort of passion to be found in such ascetic architecture. Crowley's flat held no such passion, however. It held no such anything, as far as a Xerophic could tell. A bed, the plant room, the ridiculous throne room with its marble slap desk and wall-mounted television, at such a bizarre angle, Aziraphale didn't understand how Crowley had avoided a permanent crick in the serpentine neck. This was, in Aziraphale's explorations of the space, the sum total of Crowley's belongings. All the other rooms were barren, concrete and slick flooring with nary a sign of life to contrast the raw building materials and turn them into something beautiful. It was, to put it lightly, completely insane. Aziraphale tried his best to approach the subject with some grace that evening, but had been a little distracted from pursuing the topic entirely due to the impending doom. Well, you certainly have lots of space here, don't you? Aziraphale had said. I think the wisely part is a dig somehow, the old witch mocking us from the great beyond. If she's so clever, how come she's dead? That's what I want to know. Crowley had replied, and that had been that. He'd been reluctant to bring it up again, and really, there was no reason to now. The bookshop was back. They'd won. Life carried on as normal. Aziraphale didn't need to go to Crowley's flat, because Crowley was always at the shop. Only, Crowley seemed to like his creature comforts. Certainly seemed to like Aziraphale's anyway. Storing endless leftovers from their meals together in Aziraphale's fridge, stretching out to his full length on Aziraphale's tatty sofa, even commandeering Aziraphale's bathtub for a week, once in the lead up to a shed. The angel had taken all of this in his stride, happy to provide a space where Crowley felt safe to use what he needed. Then Crowley had started making suggestions, leaving little hints around the place. Ikea magazines appeared with furniture items circled in red pen. Aziraphale would turn on his computer and find his browser open with several made.com tabs left open. Nothing was being purchased, not even added to the basket, but Crowley's intent was clear. 
Aziraphale's things were not up to his exacting standards, and this was the demon's not-so-subtle way of letting him know. Things came to a rather tumultuous head when Aziraphale was confronted with a woman on the doorstep claiming to be a personal home stylist who just wanted to pop in and see what she could do with the space, and he should have warned her about the whole wood and dust wipe happening, because they'd seriously have to rethink their entire color scheme if this was what she was working with. He transported her somewhere far, far away and stormed upstairs to confront Crowley. Demon! Aziraphale roared, kicking open the bathroom door. Angel, Crowley replied, quickly batting away the horns he'd made for himself out of bubbles. If you take issues with my furnishings, I'd rather have you tell me to my face, he said, crossing his arms firmly. You're not usually half so sneaky when insulting my taste. Out with it. What brought all this on? Crowley, to a zero-filled surprise, flushed a little. Notice that, did you? Aziraphale pinched a bridge of his nose. I may be a little slow on the uptake, but it's rather difficult to ignore when some young woman who fancies herself raves asks me my opinion on perspex. She wasn't supposed to arrive until this afternoon, Crowley said, sinking into the water. I was going to chat to you about it before then. It's not for you, anyway. Don't want you to get rid of your stuff. You love your stuff. I love your stuff. This would be for me. I've seen how you live, Crowley. You've never seemed bothered about owning household ephemera before, Aziraphale sighed, moving to perch on the lip of the tub. Why drag me into all of this? Why leave all these things out where I might see them? Are you... Did you want me to buy you gifts? No, not gifts. I mean, if you were feeling generous, I wouldn't say no, but... I was going to pay you back. It's just... Embarrassing, all right? Wanting me to spoil you is not embarrassing, Crowley. I just want to know why you felt like you couldn't talk to me about all this. You're, you're going to be insufferable about it, Crowley pouted. I promise you I won't be insufferable. I will endeavor to be sufferable about it at most, Aziraphale grinned. But an angel could hardly be blamed for immediately breaking his promise in the face of an explanation from a demon who was mortified at the prospect of buying anything known as household goods. The End <laughs>